I'm Brian Myers. I'm Mike Ritalik. I'm Becky Haddad. And this is Owl Pellets, a podcast featuring tips for ag teachers. We are your agricultural education resource across the web, sharing research-based tips and tackling the tough questions facing agriculture teachers every day. Welcome back, Owl Pellet fans. This is Mike and Becky by the Owl Pellet. And today we have Gene Perella with us. And we're going to talk about a, uh, a, a, a study and a topic that is uh, very important to all of us, particularly in ag education, when we start thinking about employability skills. So when we start thinking um, as ag teachers and talking about content and topics, employability certainly starts to rise to a high level and a, and a conversation quite quickly. And so Gene's with us today, um, representing a, a, a several uh, uh, researchers and colleagues that uh, have written an article um, that we're going to talk about today. So Gene, welcome and tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, I am actually a new assistant professor at Virginia Tech. I started just last week, but I graduated. Yay, in congratulations. I know. I know. Thank you so much. Um, I graduated in May with my PhD from Texas A&M University. So, you know, quick transition, but I'm, uh, yeah, here and and um, excited to start this new journey. That's awesome. Well, congratulations. And, uh, and we know you'll do great at Virginia Tech. Thank you. Thank you. So you had you had a few uh, colleagues on this project as well. Yes, sir. I did. My co-authors were Christy Esquivel, who teaches ag at McLennan Community College in Waco, Texas. And then the other two are both professors at Texas A&M University, Teresa Murphy and Holly Leggett. OK, wonderful. So so before we kind of really dig into the, the meat of this, tell us a little bit about uh, this study and and uh, get us excited about talking employability skills. Yeah, sure. So I'll give a little bit of back, uh, background about the motivation behind this study. So there were a couple of aspects to it. Um, it was a part of a, a larger USDA funded project. Um, and basically, we were conducting this study looking at students' perceptions of their employability skills and factors that influence their development of such skills to inform curriculum development. So the bigger project that this study was a part of um, was to inform curriculum, uh, communications and decision-making curriculum for post-secondary and um, secondary agricultural education teachers in context of animal science, poultry science, and plant science. So won't go too much into that project, but we have some really, really cool curriculum that's free um, and publicly accessible, um, available through the Texas A&M University Library. So happy to share more information about that if this study inspires one to go look for the such curriculum. Um, but that was sort of part of the reasoning behind the study. And then another one was just that we have a lot of ongoing um, conversations and deliberation with other faculty across the college at Texas A&M University. And we really just wanted to understand better our students, understand who we're teaching. Um, you know, it's been a long time since an assessment like this across the college was conducted at Texas A&M. So we really just wanted to know, um, you know, where are our students and how we how we can best serve them. The student body that you looked at, I think, just yeah. making sure we pause a second to say, you know, these are ag students, they're college students, but you have some, when we're talking about employability skills, when we're talking about preparing an ag workforce that's really ready to lead, there are just a ton of transferable findings, regardless of the population that we're really looking at. 
Definitely. Yes, definitely. I think, um, yeah, our study, we, we gathered about a hundred, excuse me, a thousand responses. So it's very representative of um, our College of Agriculture specifically. But like you said, I think this, um, a lot of these study findings can very much transfer to other contexts and other student populations as well. Um, of course, can't confirm that, but it's, we have a very representative sample. And um, I think we found some really cool things. So I'm excited to, to dive into them. Well, let's go there. I'm excited sure. to have you talk a little bit about <laughs> yeah. that. All right. So um, first, I'll kind of just start by defining what I mean by employability skills, because I'm going to be saying that a lot throughout this conversation. So um, they're often synonymous with soft skills, but we're trying to get away from that definition a little bit. So here I'm really just referring to competencies and personal attributes that are applicable to different contexts and increase students' likelihood of gaining employment um, and achieving career success. So when I say employability skills throughout this conversation, what I'm specifically referring to are those that have been identified by previous research um, as the most important to student success in agricultural and natural resources sciences. So um, those include communication skills, decision-making skills, leadership skills, professionalism skills, self-management skills, and teamwork skills. So I may repeat that list um, here and there, but just broadly, when I mention employability skills, um, those are sort of the set that I'm referring to. And to give a little bit more context to you about the students specifically that our results pertain exactly two um, are 991 students in the College of Agriculture and Life Sciences at Texas A&M University. Um, we had representation from all of our 15 academic departments, so we were excited about that. Animal science, being the largest department, did have the most representation. Um, most of our participants identified as female, and then we had 15% freshmen, 12% sophomores, 17% juniors, 25% seniors, and 29% graduate students. So a little bit of an older population, but um, I think our, a lot of our results um, are, are very, inform a lot of recommendations at the high school level. So, um, and then we also did not find any differences in our results when we compared between graduate students and our undergraduate students. So we sort of just lumped them all together and these results pertain to, to the to that population as a whole. And then 70% uh, had a GPA between 3.0 and 3.99. So high achieving students as a, as a whole. Um, but yeah, I'm ready to sort of dive into my key takeaways if, if you're ready for me. Yeah, let, let's go there. All right. So the first key takeaway that I would love to chat about is that we found that students who knew the type of career that, that, that they wanted to pursue in the future, they believed that, that their employability skills were significantly more developed compared to students who did not know the career that they wanted to pursue in the future. So we think that helping students to identify those career interests very early in their academic pursuit is important. And I think that's because it really helps them um, think about those employability skills in real world settings and contexts. And um, we also, or so in, in order to um, help students identify those career in interests early in their academic pursuit. We recommend that ag teachers do this by inviting industry professionals to speak to their courses, um, their classes as much as possible. And then also integrating activities, assignments, and lecture materials that relate to real world situations and examples into their curriculum um, to help students, again, just envision working in those authentic work environments. Uh, but I'd love to hear your thoughts if you have any other um, strategies for helping. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I just want to repeat and rephrase what uh, Jean just said, because I think um, it, it goes to what 
us as ag teachers ought to spend a little bit of time thinking about and preparing for. And so, you know, the main point that students knew, if they knew what career they wanted to go, they felt better or believed that their skills were better developed. And so, man, think, think about what that means at the high school level uh, when we're working with young people and we can help see themselves in a life after high school or in a life after, um, you know, they've, they've had some, some training. And so being able to put them on a, on a trajectory. And then also basically in my mind, I see it allows them some sort of scale from which they can actually evaluate their skill set. Because, um, a lot of times if we think, uh, just, conceptually about what our communication skills are, what our decision-making skills are. We really don't have a, maybe perhaps a built-in scale that we can measure those. So we never feel like it's enough, but certainly if we start to build in some parameters and we know what these uh, skills are needed in career areas, um, it starts to give us uh, something to measure against. And maybe we um, have a little bit more realistic expectations of what those skills are needed as we go through. And so I think it's a, a great thing to give some thought to and help students, um, whether or not they know what career, maybe it's a range of careers that uh, they're going to go into and what types of, you know, even stepping, stepping back a little bit, thinking about, you know, there's areas of types of careers engineering, production, agriculture. And so you might not need to get in uh, sales and marketing, another one. So not know the exact career, but a career within those fields might uh, help them understand uh, where they might want to go and what kind of skills they can develop. So I think it's a, a great observation. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think that when we, when students in, in school learn uh, communication skills and then it, it's a very different setting than when they often learn their subject matter expertise. You know, they sort of learn those in two different silos often. And I think that this is a really good opportunity for students to, again, just that real world um, exposure and understanding. Um, I think understanding the type of career that they wanted to pursue or even just going into, you know, entering college with um, just, you know, a more narrowed lens of what that might look like and what they're interested in doing. I think it really gives them a unique opportunity to, to envision those skills in context. And I think that's where real development happens. So yeah, I absolutely agree. One of the questions that came to my mind, because I taught as a high school teacher, I taught a freshman level, like intro to careers, like here are the things you got to start thinking about class where everyone's like, Oh, now that I actually like, I have to pick now, like, like, <laughs> yeah. do I really need to know? But as, as Mike was talking and as you were talking, one of the things that I really kind of started thinking about, like, and I don't, this is all total speculation. I have no idea. And I'm hoping you've got some ideas <laughs> for us, Gene. But one of the things I started thinking about, you know, we, we talk a lot about how do I help my students see themselves as an agriculturalist or how do I help, help them see themselves as an ag economist or an ag teacher or an, whatever, you know, whatever that thing is. You know, some of some of what your study kind of seems to point to a little bit is how do I help them see themselves as this thing? So is is there something to how do I help them see them as a communicator and a decision maker and a leader and a team player? Like is is there some difference? Like would would you think there would be some difference in how I see myself maybe in a career versus how I see myself as actually executing some of these employability skills that you talk about? 
Yeah, that's a great question. And I have some ideas. I hope I, I answer it. Um, I think something that would be so valuable is not only having, you know, because you're right, it, it's like when we, when we talk about agricultural careers that that branch from, a, you know, a major, um, that could look so different, especially within some of these subdisciplines in agriculture. So I think really just having as, you know, um, of course, time's always a limiting factor for our teachers. That's, of course, something that we can't, um, you know, we have to acknowledge. But as much as possible, just bringing in a variety of, of experts um, who, who studied in, in degree programs that these students might be entering into is so important. And then specifically asking them, you know, what does science communication look in your day-to-day -day life and what types of decisions are you making and how are you engaging in teamwork? You know, what do those team dynamics look like um, across those potential career options and outlets? I think that would just be really valuable because I think, you know, I think that it's possible students, you know, um, have a sort of a skewed perception of what a certain career might actually look like. And that will may, you know, um, affect their employability skills um, development over time. But I think that really um, just exposing them to as much as possible that the different options and what specific employability skills look like in different career contexts um, will really just help them get a sense of, of um, you know, those those possibilities um, and their interests and and help with their development overall. I think that's, I mean, the the student perception piece of like, what does it actually, what does it mean to be a communicator in this context? And you've yeah. talked a lot with us already about, you know, what does that actual context look like? And I think another big thing that emerged from your study was really thinking about kind of that, that participation in context. You had looked at some of those things with internships and teamwork and project management, some of those pieces. Can you speak a little bit more to how how those things really, how that context is so critical when we think about really seeing myself as employable in this field or having these employability skills in this field? Yeah, I think um, I think those context specific experiencers are, are so important, um, but I also think they need to be considered really carefully because, um, you know, it's interesting. It's 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 like students in our sample for this particular study perceived that their teamwork skills weren't most developed. And in a in a study that we did step segueing from this one where we interviewed students more about these specific skills and their development in these areas and their experiences, everyone had um every student we interviewed, 21 students, and they all seemed to, in, in course context, have terrible experiences with teamwork, which may not come as a complete surprise to us. Um, and that was pertaining to their high school and, and um, post-secondary education, but they had terrible experiences, yet they still feel like their um, teamwork skills were, were very well developed. But then outside of class, they had extremely positive um teamwork experiences. And I think, you know, again, that may not come as very surprising because outside of class, they're engaged in things that they really want to be engaged in. And they're surrounded by peers who are very much there for the same reasons because they enjoy engaging in that same, in that same context. But I think, again, that's just that real world um, context and bringing those to the classroom so that, um, so that they, are able to, and, you know, maybe even having like a career day where different experts um, who studied animal science, you know, come into to the classroom and, and students who are interested in the various careers that are available for them to speak to experts in um, sort of meet at different tables and then, you know, look at a case study together or just something where we're able to unite students based on their similar interests, I think could really lend to um, just better like collaboration and um, deliberation and, and better experiences, again, that are just very context specific, focused on their, their interests. 
Well, Gene, one of the one of the things that comes to mind, particularly around this idea of teamwork and collaboration, and and not surprisingly, students don't have a good experience in teamwork at the high school level, at the college level. Then they start to transition maybe into an internship or club or particularly life after after school. And, and many careers would expect some sort of teamwork or um, that type of experience. And so I think one of the places we probably need to have a conversation as educators is how do we help build and create better team experiences, um, you know, it, to, to better prepare students for that. So they understand what that role and expectation is, but also are better prepared to, to be good team members, whether they're, they're leaders or part of members of a team. And so I think, think that's a, a big conversation that we ought to um, uh, shed some light on. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, because, you know, when we think about students learning how to how to be a good team member and, and engage with teams, you know, they're never really told how to do it. It's almost yeah. like we just kind of put them in teams and it's just sort of this inevitable thing that they're going to do. And but we never really talk about like training in that specific context. And I think that's the case with a lot of these employability skills. They're so important. And, you know, the literature shows that they are just as important to student success as subject matter knowledge and, and expertise in that area. But, um, you know, your your ability to to be to maximize your subject matter knowledge and expertise and skills is is entirely dependent on your ability to perform these other, you know, key core employability skills. So I think just training in these employability skills context is something that's so overlooked um, because they're just expected to develop them. But when we really look at training, you know, context-specific training um, in agricultural context, it's it's a really overlooked area, but I think just so, so important. And I think that absolutely is the case with teamwork skills, um, especially. Absolutely. And, and I think the other the other thing that we need to, to give some thought to is not to car compartmentalize these and say, OK, this unit is on teamwork and team building or this is developing your communication skills. It should be kind of woven and built into the curriculum and the content that we're trying to teach. And and so that it does become part of their practice, but also gives them a way to authentically utilize and develop those skill sets rather than saying, okay, I only have to write an English class. I only have to do math and math class. How do we, how do we weave that throughout all of our curriculum? Exactly. Exactly. I think that absolutely has to be a priority and a focus moving forward. So another key finding and result that we, um, we wanted to touch on today was we found that students' participation in a variety of experiences. So those experiences included internship experiences, teamwork experiences, leadership experiences, project management experiences, community engagement experiences, cross-disciplinary experiences, and international experiences. So students' participation in all of those different types of high-impact experiences significantly influenced their perceived development of all of the employability skills that I mentioned at the beginning. Um, and the more students participated in each of those different types of experiences, the more their skills were um, perceived to be developed. So this finding was not necessarily um, surprising. It sort of confirms what we may expect, but I think it's really important to have evidence that shows that you know encouragement um, and, and promoting students' engagement in these types of high-impact experiences really does influence their mindset and their perceived development of these skills. And again, I think that we come back to that real-world context 
um, is so important because students are are um, able to be on the real world and um, doing things that they enjoy, and they're able to practice um, practice those skills. So I think that that really stems down to um, just helping students find opportunities for the and, and ag teachers, you know, do that really well, and they're always promoting the, you know, their ag, ag kids are are involved in so many types of of high impact experiences like that. But I just think, um, you know, the more the better. Um, and another finding that I'll I'll just say quickly is that this pertains to our students specifically, but cross-disciplinary experiences and community engagement experiences were far less participated in, but equally as important. So that may pertain to other student populations as well. Um, we're not sure exactly why the reasons were, but they may just be in general harder for students to find opportunities in those specific contexts. So just something I think to be aware of there. I think it's a good opportunity to offer some encouragement as far as, you you know, when, when I hear that list initially, I go like, oh, how am I going to add that into everything else we're doing? Like, how am I going to facilitate this? Where am I going to get these connections? But right. you, I think you were very, I have to assume you're very intentional about your word choice. You know, you didn't ask ag teachers to facilitate these or go out and do these. You said promote these. And yeah. so when we think <laughs> about, you know, the, I think some of the, the encouragement to me in that is so often these things already exist. But yes. we think about them and we're like, oh, gosh, like, I don't have time to incorporate that into my career. I don't have time to build this. I don't have time to do. Well, Sorry. maybe it's just a matter of, you know, find, like if, if the if I don't have to create and facilitate all of these, if my if my job is to find them or <laughs> or open the door and say, hey, who in our community can and like if I've got this list now, who can provide an internship? Who got a teamwork experience? Like, you know, I've got this list now that I can say, hey, can can you do this? Is this something like I, I have something to go to my alumni or my advisory with and say, how do we build this in our kids? And let's be let's be partners in this instead of saying, I got to facilitate this, too. <laughs> yes, definitely being very careful because it's always one more thing, right? It's always something. And even just putting together that list and making those additional connections and having those additional conversations like, you know, we cannot, um, you know, overlook the fact that time is just a very critical, critical issue here. But um but yeah, you know, I think I think just just doing the best you can to to find those opportunities, talk to other teachers, um, you know, across school districts, um, and and our teachers generally are you know involved in the community. So just having those conversations, opening that door, um, and then really communicating with students how this will benefit them in terms of um, in terms of helping them, you know, boost their their resume or, or boost their experience to to then um, open the door even more for the potential career that they want to pursue in the future. I just think making that connection for students who, especially at the high school level is, is really important if, if possible. Well, and I, and I think the other thing that we have to remember is these skills aren't developed overnight. And so at the high school level, we can introduce those, we can help reinforce those. And there's so many different ways in which we can help develop these skill sets. And I think that's why ag education and FFA that's associated with it um, is highly touted. Uh, by our community members and, and by our, our our state and business leaders, because of the of of all of the rich areas that we have an opportunity to help introduce these skills, help students to reinforce them, and then start mastering them on their way through whatever educational path may take them. And so I think it I think it's a great way to to think about scaffolding, thinking about building towards these high impact um, opportunities that you've talked about, Gene. 
um, and, and just helping students kind of be prepared to um, um, learn and grow and, 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 and have those skills just as part of, of the curriculum. And even thinking about types of assessments and activities, we can, we can weave these in in a lot of different ways as ag educators and hope, hope we spend some time thinking about how we develop those and better prepare all of our students for that. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And just to sort of, you know, wrap up with a final thought, you know, um, I think the the perception that, you know, these skills are, are just just have to be developed or they're important, but we don't really spend time training very specifically in these contexts. Um, you know, I think that perception very much also exists among students. If it exists among us, it exists among the students. And I, I just think that having those intentional conversations about what does even when teaching subject matter, you know, um, knowledge and, and skills. It's like just addressing communication in that context, just to help students to even begin to bridge that gap mentally. Um, you know, even if they don't get quite to practicing them in that class, in that context, just addressing communication in that context and why it's important. Just spending a few minutes, um, just, just bridging that gap, I think will really help pave that path um, towards some of this more intentional training that students um, choose to engage in um, as they, you know, decide whether or not to engage in these experiences and enter college. I just think that that mental bridge is really important. Absolutely. I think that's a great exclamation point on um, our conversation today. Uh, I'd encourage um, uh, our listeners to continue the conversation on our social media platforms, take a look at the, the paper and the infographic and, uh, and, and have conversations about how we can continue to help students develop um, those employability skills and all of the value that it takes in, in, um, uh, in developing them, but actually very much so a value added experience and what is a really a keystone for who we are as ag educators. And so Jean, thanks for joining us today and thanks for sharing your great work. Absolutely, thanks so much for having me. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Owl Pellets. Check out our website for more information on this topic and to learn more about our guests. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to stay connected. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you'll never miss an episode. For Mike and Becky, this is Brian here by the Owl Pellets saying thank you and we look forward to seeing you again on another episode of Owl Pellets, Tips for Ag Teachers.